Hi, and welcome to Transparent with Tina. I am Tina Marks, your host. Today's guest is going to share with us how she made the jump from corporate America, being a high-powered media executive, into launching her own business all through the pandemic. You don't want to miss this. Up next, Heather Monahan. Welcome, Heather. Really nice to see you and meet you face to face. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So we're running into a little technical difficulties, but you know what? I've sent a very strong intention that it's going to go like without a glitch. Um, anyway, we have so many things to talk about, and um, I'm really excited for this interview because there, I'm just excited about your message, your journey which I want to share with everybody and your thought process. So let's get right into it. Okay. So you have your um, bachelor's in psychology and you did a lot of your career as a media executive, right? In the corporate world. And now you have courses, you're an author, you have a podcast, um, you're coaching, uh, yeah, I think that covers it. So let's talk. No, I'm a top 40 female keynote speaker in 2020. That's my big business is actually my speaking business. Is it really? Oh, I, I didn't see that in there. Okay, so you're top 40 speaker. Fantastic. That must keep you on the road a lot. Actually, no, it, it keeps me standing up in my living room in front of Zoom all day long. It's, oh. I mean, 98% of my talks are virtual. I actually just had another on-site talk for next month canceled because of the Delta uh, situation now with COVID. So a lot of the in-person events that I had are now getting trans either canceled or transitioned to virtual. Okay. So is that one of your passions is being live in front of people? Yeah, I definitely prefer to be live when it's safe. Right. But, um, you know, I guess this is as good as we can do for now. So I'll take it. Exactly. And you're really good at it too. I, I saw your TED talk, which we'll get into a little bit later, but let's start Thank off you. with your journey. Okay. So like I said, you had your degree in psychology, media executive. How did you go from the corporate world into being an entrepreneur? And you know, your calling is obviously to help people. So let us in on your journey. I, as a chief revenue officer in media, I was just named one of the most influential women in radio. And a couple of weeks later, I got fired after 14 years at the same company, a continuous advancement, you know, more than doubling the company's revenues in an industry in decline. I was fired when the CEO I worked for for 14 years stepped down. He became ill and he elevated his daughter to replace him. And she fired me immediately. She had always... Um, not been a fan of mine. She was the CFO, I was a CRO, and we had kind of coexisted together. But when it became official that she was my boss, she fired me. So I had, in order to take a position in the C-suite, you typically have to sign some type of a non-compete, uh, you know, some type of restriction clause so that when I got fired, I could not go back to the industry that I had been in for over 20 years where I had my expertise and my network. I had to leave that industry for at least a year and a half. That was the duration of that non-compete clause. And so I figured if I'm going to go start over somewhere, I might as well start over and roll the dice on me and go to work for myself. Exactly. And that's what you talk about in your TED Talk, which I everybody should go to her YouTube and watch that. It's, it's actually very short, but there's so much content in there. And 
So you talk about that as the villain, and that's we're going to get into that later on too. Uh, your new book, Overcoming Your Villains. So, um, so let, let's talk about that experience a little bit. So, you know, this woman was always not on your side, always making it really difficult for you. You, it, you know, I remember you saying that you were a little paralyzed with fear at a certain point, and you didn't know what to do. And I, you know, I want to share my experience. I had a boss like that too. It was when very early on, I think it was my first real job. And I had, her name was Shirley, I'll never forget. And I was in accounting and she would come in and throw the papers on my desk and say, this is all wrong. I mean, I swear to God, I thought I was going crazy, you know, and I thought yeah. for I was going to get fired. And, you know, each day I dreaded coming in the office and I'm like, you know, I felt like I was going out of my mind because I'm like, you know, I know that I, I, I'm doing this correctly, but obviously if she's throwing this back. The, the good end of my story was um, behind the scenes, they kind of started to see all of her. She was projecting onto me because she was making a lot of mistakes. Anyway, a new, they, they replaced her. I kept my job, but it is, it's terrifying. I mean, it is, as you say in your Ted talk, it's, it's bullying. It's um, it's a form of bullying. And so the interesting part of your Ted talk is when they gave you those, she said, you can either sign this and say that you were fired or you can sign that, sign this, and they had made this all flowery and everything else, and that was really impressive to me. I'm like, man, she's got a lot of courage there. She's very brave. You, you pushed them both back and said, nope, I'm not signing another one. I didn't write this. I, I was waiting on the edge of my seat. So how did that turn out? What? How did that unfold? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I had seen that situation many times. I had been at the company for 14 years, and I knew. I had experience in those situations, right? I've been in those meetings. I know that it's a form of, that's yet again, another form of bullying. They want to hold out a check and say, if you sign this and say, you'll never speak bad about the company, you'll never share anything that happened here. We're going to silence you with this check and you're going to sign away all of your rights. And I had seen 99% of the people take the money, right? And I just, I had reached a point with that woman where she had bullied me long enough. It had caused me health problems, you know, emotional problems. It was crazy. It was really debilitating. And so when she was all smiles in that room, she couldn't have been happier to see me walk in that office that day. And that's really mean, right? To, to be firing someone for no reason. She just said that she was eliminating my position. So the company no longer needed me. And as a single parent, I mean, that's really, that's a hard pill to swallow when you're an overachiever who is just named one of the most influential women in radio. You know, I, there was, it was just so crazy. And so, um, I don't know, I saw her kind of giggling and laughing and be, really finding joy in someone else's pain. And that was it for me. I knew, oh no, there's no way I'm going to let this lady bully me or silence me any longer. And the minute I pushed those papers back and said, I didn't, I'm not signing anything. I didn't write either one of these. There's nothing else to say. I'm leaving. Her face went from a smile to complete upset in about 1.2 seconds. And it's one of those great memories for me in my life that you can completely shift and change the power dynamic in any situation, anytime by the words that you choose and, and how you choose to present yourself. And I presented myself incredibly strong, very serious. And I made it crystal clear. I was done with her bullying me and she was shocked and I sucked 
all of her joy right out of that room. And then I walked out and left and I never looked back. Right. So, well, were you fired then or were you, I mean, was that on your resume then or was it you left? No, no. My position was eliminated. I was terminated. Oh, that's right. Okay. So you didn't even have to do that. So, so it was after that. So, because, you know, when you talk about in your, in your Ted talk again, about gaining the confidence and all the tools that you had a five-step plan of gaining your confidence, had you already implemented that at that point or did that come after that? Yeah, that happened before I was fired. About a month before I was fired, I had made a decision that I was sick of this woman bullying me at work and I was going to start standing up to her. So I had been working on that um, right before I got fired. Okay. And how did that come about? So you said, you know what, I need to take pivot. I need to take a different direction here. I know that there's something else out there for me because a lot of people at that point wouldn't even be thinking that far ahead. Right? So... What did you do at that point a month before to position yourself? Well, first of all, I made a clear decision that I was no longer going to allow myself to be bullied. You know, I decided to raise my own hand and say, okay, I am done with this situation. How can I change it? I can't change the other person, but I can change how I behave. I can change my word choices. I can change how I show up. And so instead of trying to shrink back to let her, you know, have more space and let her run more meetings, I decided, no, that's not who I am. I have a lot of value to add. I actually have more value to add than that woman. I'm going to start speaking up, you know, with the strong and powerful voice that I have that I had been silencing in hopes it would allow her to start treating me nicer because she just had such disdain for me. So, um, you know, I just committed to this vision of what I would look like being the most confident version of myself. I would, you know, see myself showing up at the meetings and speaking up. I, you know, started wearing my power colors and like spending more time getting ready and really being very intentional about this commitment to being the boldest, most confident version of myself, even though I, you know, I felt afraid. And so I decided to reframe the way I saw fear. I decided to see fear as a green light that means go and go faster. And anytime that I would feel fear, that was a cue to step right into it and take action on whatever it was. If I I was afraid to speak up in a meeting, then that means I have to speak up faster. And so I just really got so crystal clear on that intention. And then I took small steps, you know, the, I'll never forget the first big moment I had was we had a big meeting and typically she and I were the only women in meetings. It was all, everyone else was men. And I was in a meeting and waiting for her to arrive. And she was the last person to come in and she said hello to everyone, but me. And that was, that had become norm for her that she would just ignore me. You know, she wanted to make a point that I wasn't important or I didn't exist. And I had let that go on for, for months, if not a year. And that was the day I decided to say, no, hi. Oh, you missed me. I'm here. Great to see you. Good morning. I hope that you're doing well. Excited to get the meeting started. And again, I wasn't rude, but I let it be known. Some people laughed because they knew what was going on. It was some type of a passive aggressive game that she would play. And I basically said, pump the brakes. You're not playing the game anymore. It's not shocking that within a month I got fired after, after that, but you know, I was definitely committed to standing up for myself, which I hadn't done for a while. Right, exactly. So are you a firm believer that like everything happens for a reason? I mean, 
I believe so, right? I, I started thinking about, you know, I reflect, it's four years ago now that I got fired and I start reflecting on what was happening for me back then. And in some ways, I think that I manifested getting fired because I had not been happy working with that woman for years. I mean, it had been years and years. And that unhappiness, you know, an upset that I carried with me for years and a job that wasn't fulfilling, where I wasn't valued, you know, and on the outside, it didn't look that way. People saw me as, you know, winning all these awards and making all this money and, you know, this great situation. However, I wasn't fulfilled. I was making rich people richer. That was my objective every single day. I had to constantly focus on how can I make wealthy people wealthier. And at the end of the day now, you know, I, I, I have purpose. I have meaning in my work. I help so many people amazing feedback all the time. No, it's not easy starting a business in a global pandemic. You know, it's been hard and challenging, um, but it's very rewarding. And I just stay committed to the path that I'm on. Exactly. And, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, I think that's really important because, you know, that that did if that had not happened, I mean, you know, well, let me let me back up. The fact that you had so much going for you, the money was there. You'd been in this for so long. You were succeeding by everybody else's terms, but you're not happy. So I don't, I, I've experienced this going. There must be something wrong with me. Maybe I'm just asking for too much. I should just count my blessings. A lot of people don't even have jobs that are that are this, you know, rewarding financially and everything else. So, I mean, it does make you feel like you're going a little bit crazy. So, you know, as you said, maybe you manifested this and when you're not happy, you know, your spirit does come forward and you are bringing this to you. So, and you just kind of took that and ran with it. So your next step was just like, did you have a plan? Did it? Oh, I had, I I never, it's important people know I never planned for this. I never in a million years thought I would get fired. There was no master plan. It was more, I just decided to listen to my intuition and listen to myself. And after a couple of days of being fired, no one was calling me, no one was reaching out. And I had been in that industry for over 20 years. I knew everybody. And I thought, "Mm, something's wrong here. I'm going to post about it. And so I put a post up on all my social media profiles and it went viral. I said, I've just been fired after 14 years of continuous advancement. I have been told that my position is being eliminated. It really hurts. And if I've ever helped you, I need to hear from you today. That post went viral and um, Froggy from the Elvis Duran show tweeted at me. If there's anything I can do, just you know, let me know. I tweeted back, great, get me on the show. And he landed me on the Elvis Duran show, which halfway through that show, Elvis Duran said to me, well, Heather, obviously you're writing a book, but I wasn't writing a book. I didn't have some big master plan. However, that man changed my life in that moment. You know, he believed in me and believed in something bigger than I was even thinking. I took that belief. I jumped on a plane and I Googled, how do you write a book? And um, that's how my first book, Confidence Creator, was born. Confidence. And you, are, you also have a course called Confidence Creator. Yeah, I, when I created the book, people asked for a lot of things around it. So I created a, a, a video course after that. And then I created my pod, my podcast um, subsequently. So what's the premise of the book? The book is a compilation of my lowest moments in my life and how I leveraged those moments to create confidence and how the reader can too. Okay, so that was one of my next questions is, can you share a story? Because you've, you had referred to um, that you've been paralyzed with fear. And I have too. And it, when you are paralyzed with fear, I mean, I, I have spent 
days, weeks, months being paralyzed where I just cannot even do anything. So, I mean, it is debilitating. So what did you do? Tell us the story of one of those times and what you did to get out of that fear. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, you know, well, I mean, the obvious one is the getting fired, right? You know, that was so incredibly scary. And a lot of people say to me, how did you turn that around so fast? You know, one of the interesting things when I look back now is I had a villain in my life for over a decade. I had someone in my inner circle at work that I dealt with every single day that hated me and did not want me to succeed. What I didn't realize is that day that woman fired me, I had just fired my number one villain. And when you fire villains from your life, you create space for positive people to start showing up. So I believe, you know, as I look back and reflect, and you can only see these things when you look back and connect the dots, you, you don't know it in the moment when you're sitting there, you know, I, I had no idea what I was going to do. But I decided to start trusting myself. And as I did that, amazing opportunities like Froggy showing up and like all these people just started showing up to help me. However, previously, that kind of stuff never happened in my life. It was just me out there grinding and working hard every day. I didn't see these great things showing up. And I truly believe for me, firing your villain is that was the number one game changer for me that sort of set me down a completely different trajectory in my life. Absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a boss. I mean, I went through the same experience through the pandemic. I fired six people in my inner circle and go and I had just gone through a breakup with somebody who I thought I would be spending a long, if not eternity with. And then on top of that, there were six people. So I went through the pandemic. I mean, when you're talking alone, alone. But again, I listen to my intuition. And, you know, for those of you that are listening you know, if anybody is not supporting you in your, whether it's in your workplace or professionally, professionally, personally, you have to take a second look because this, these people, these villains, they don't want you to succeed because they, you know, when, when if somebody, there's a saying, if, if, if you haven't achieved your own dreams, then people are going to be smashing your dreams because it's just a reflection of showing them what they haven't accomplished. And so it was really difficult for me, but the same thing happened to me, Heather. I mean, it was a very lonely year and a half. And then all of a sudden, through my podcast, everything else, people started showing up. It also gave me time to really reflect and not be so busy with my mind because I, you know, you spend a lot of time with these people and I'd be on the phone with them a lot. And this all this time alone, I made a move, which I've been wanting to move for years, finally gave me the courage to do that. And, and you're right, it's all about me. And the end result is now, you know, I don't want to say I'm skeptical of people, but um, they don't earn my trust as easily as they did before. I'm not, I'm not bitter at all, but I used to be the opposite. They either say you earned your trust or you give it freely to begin with. And now it's more like you earn my trust because, you know, once they're in, it's a, it's a habit. It becomes a habit talking to people and just like leaving your job, leaving friendships and people behind it can be very lonely. It can be very scary. So I, I applaud you on that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so let's see. Um, I wanted to also talk to you about transparency and authenticity. Okay. And how you practice that and how do you feel that that leads to success being transparent? Yeah. You know, I, for a long time in corporate America, I was told not to dress a certain way, not to look a certain way, not to behave a certain way, to check in and get approvals on everything before, you know, you move forward with a presentation. 
So I essentially was not being transparent. I was not being the real me. I was being a corporate, you know, whatever, um, some type of a, a, a false version of myself. And while I was able to find success, you know, you can still be successful and not be the true you. I have found that now that I work for myself, I, I have one person to check in with me, you know? So, Hey, Heather, do you think this is a great thing to talk about today? Yes, I do. Okay. Then I'm going to go ahead and do it. Right. I, it's a total real me all the time. And I find that not only does my community grow so much faster, not only does the feedback is so much better, you know, everything. And I just can tell the, the more often you are real and the more often you show up as that real version of yourself, flaws and all, the more you hear your intuition, the more you know you're getting the right messages, the more you know that you're on that right path or aren't on the right path. But all that stuff becomes very clear when you start showing up as that real version of you. Exactly. And people respond to that because, you know, I see on social media, I mean, this is one thing that everybody's always putting their best life out there. They're getting engaged, they're going on vacation and stuff, but they're not showing any of the, the, the problems and uh, hardships and how they deal with it and are going unfiltered and things like that. So I think that not only are you helping yourself and keeping yourself on track with your truth, but you help other people. And to, to me, that's what we're here for. We're all here to be of service, to be our highest and best selves so we can benefit ourselves, but also be of service to one another. And I think that's a big thing. I think people, when they get in that lack mentality, like your villain, it was all, it's all about me. And they feel like there's not enough of the pie. So this woman obviously felt there wasn't enough room for both of you. And so she was coming from scarcity. You're coming from abundance, right? So we just talked, you just, we're talking about, um, I know that you on your website, I saw about being a fashionista and this is something I can completely relate to because you break it down into what to wear to work, what not to wear to work, looks and things like that. And I just want to, I want to share how that leads to confidence and success because people are like, well, how does, you know, what you're wearing lead to confidence and success? And I have clients that went through the pandemic, they'd be making their calls in their yoga pants and their, their, you know, their productivity was falling off. And I'm like, well, you know, Think about it. How do you feel like when you're in your yoga pants? Do you feel as powerful as when you're in your power suit? Just because you don't have to dress up, you know, people, you, you read energy right away, right? So I think we're on the same path there. I mean, you learn this as well, but, you know, and there are things that you should do and shouldn't do. So when did you, when did you figure that out? Was that after the fact, after you were fired or was this just something that you've always known? No, definitely not something that I've always known for sure. And things change too, right? People change, situations change. The pandemic and bringing up that everyone's more casual now. People just are more casual. And it's so funny. I was just saying to my friend, I can't remember the last time I wore a dress. However, pre-pandemic, I would wear a dress all the time. I, I wore dresses to my speaking engagement, to interviews, right? And now I'm in sweatpants a lot more, right? So there is an element, I feel like things can change. And, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, you need to check in with yourself and how you feel good. But I do agree with you. If I have a big meeting, if I have a big speech, I'm going to put on my power color. I'm going to put on something that really elevates me. I'm not going to wear yoga pants because for me, that's not going to give me the kick that I need to really turn it up a notch. Right. So, you know, I, but, 
but again, everyone's different, right? So some people find power in sense and that, you know, if, as long as they have the right scent to, you know, in their home, that's going to give them the, the energy that they need. Or some people are about colors. Some people are about leaving messages. You know, the, everyone has their own thing. It's about figuring out who you are and what works for you. Right. I, I personally happen to love clothes, love color, like all of that stuff is really connects with me. So mm -hmm. I put a lot of time and effort into when I have big speeches, what I'm going to wear. And I know some other people say, oh, that's so vain, but it works for me. Right. And, and it, that doesn't have to work for everybody, but that's what works for me. Exactly. And, you know, I think it's, it, it's very interesting too, because, you know, we, I think it helps you identify all the different parts of you because there is you, the speaker, the, but there's you, the single mom, there's like, for me, there's the tomboy Tina that, you know, I like to wear a Mickey Mouse t-shirt and cut off shorts and I feel like I'm 15 again. And I, I like to revisit that. And then when I'm more, you know, in a power position then I wear that too. So, I mean, I, you know, anybody that's listening again, um, you know, start exploring that. It, it makes your life a lot more fun and you do learn a lot more about yourself and you get to integrate all the different parts of you because you, we do have a lot of different parts inside of us and you, you know, you, you play and you explore with that. Um, I think, you know, your, your life is just going to become more interesting and you're going to get more connected to who you are in your, in your inner, inner energy. Um, so let's talk about your new book, Overcoming Your Villains. It's out November 9th, you said? Yeah, so heart, I, my second book, Overcome Your Villains, I'm, I, I self-published my first book. This book I did with HarperCollins Leadership. And one of the things that they taught me is pre-orders are so important, which I had no idea about when I did my first book, right? Because I was a rookie author. I was clueless. And I'm just learning as I go. So one of the my business expertise is around sales and sales leadership. So one of the things that I explained to them is if we want to get people to pre-order this book, we need to give them a more value in return versus what we're asking for. So what I did was I created a $500 bonus bundle that everyone and anyone, if they go to overcomeyourvillains.com and they pre-order my book, it's right now on sale for $19.99 on a Christian book site and $24.99 on Amazon. Um, the regular price is $27.99, but when you pre-order the book at whatever price you get, you enter your order information into my website and you immediately download my $299 confidence video course for free. You immediately download my Overcome Your Villains workbook for free. You immediately download the first chapter of the book for free before anybody else gets to see it and so many other um, added value opportunities. So that will all disappear when the book um, actually comes out November 9th. And um, I'm pretty, uh, we already went number one on Amazon. We were number one new release on Amazon last week in um, workplace and culture. Congratulations. That's fantastic. And Thank so the, the, the villains, we're, I mean, is this talking about just people as villains or are you talking about just fear in general in the book? So the book is a powerful three-step process on how to overcome any adversity in life and in business. And what it's really looking at are the beliefs that we hold, the actions that we take, and the knowledge that we access, and how that trifecta can really shape and affect our life. Villains can be anything from the thoughts you're having between your own ears, 
or the person that's speaking down to you in a meeting that you're not responding to. You know, the, the villains to me aren't the focus of the book. It's how we overcome them, whether it is you being your own villain or somebody outside of you. Absolutely. And, you know, there was some point, I don't know if it was the TED Talk or I've done a, some research on you. And, you know, you were talking about the stories. And mm-hmm. I'm really identifying with that at this point in my life this year is the stories that we tell ourselves. Um, you know, it's like, get out of your own way. The story that maybe that that kept you together five years ago for survival's sake, you know, we need to constantly be checking in with ourselves going, is this story still working for me. For me, it was like anxiety and feeling like I needed to control everything. And you know, when my central nervous system pretty much got shot, I mean, it kind of was a wake up call and going, you know, that was from when you were a child and you needed to survive those years. But now that story is not serving you. And so like, for example, I had a client that said, well, I'm not a morning person. Well, is that working for you? I mean, that's a story. That's a habit that you've gotten into. Right. So I think that that's really, really important for people to understand and just kind of check in with themselves um, every now and then if their life's not going the way they want it to go. Is this a story? Is it your circumstances? Because it rarely is your circumstances is how you're interpreting your circumstances according to the story that's in your head. And it's never too late. We can always rewrite our story every single day, every single moment. You, you're, Absolutely. You're yeah, no, I have a whole chapter in the book about this deconstructing the belief around what the story is that you're telling yourself. And as you start to challenge that story to get to what is the factual basis of it, nine out of 10 times, you're going to find out there isn't any factual basis. It's something you've created in your mind. And so often our memories are not what really occurred. So yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, and you know, and I'm just going to share this because it is called Transparent with Tina. My biggest learning of my story this year is um, in personal relationships, and I was um, I had this belief, this story that you know I can't trust men because of my father, right? And so what I would do, somebody would do maybe 20 things right, and they do one thing wrong, and I would hold on to the one thing and say, "See, I know that I know they can't be trusted." And now, since I've been aware of it, I'm almost laughing at myself going, wow, you wasted a lot of time. But, you know, and and like you said, you're making up things because if that's your belief, your subconscious mind always wants to be right and you want to make it right. So if you find that one thing, you go, ha, see, I was right. But, you know, that's just uh, one of my examples. So um, uh, let's see. What's next for you? Oh gosh, who knows? I mean, I'll tell you, I, one thing that I've learned being an entrepreneur and living through a global pandemic is we cannot predict the future, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely thought my live event speaking business would be, you know, I would be on stages in front of thousands of people right now. That, that was in 2019, that was happening and then that disappeared. So I feel like it's really hard to predict or project what's going to happen next given the climate that we're in. But what I do know is that I'll live in my purpose and my passion. I found ways to be able to do it through a computer. I'd much rather be doing it on site and in person. Yeah. But, you know, let's let's see how um, the future unfolds. I also know I've had amazing opportunities during this very difficult time. I, I, I launched a coaching business just, you know, to replace my speaking revenue And I ended up meeting a wonderful person who appointed me to the board of directors of a major company, right? I've had these amazing opportunities that have occurred 
even being in a global pandemic. So I don't know, whatever is going to be next is going to be fantastic and amazing. And I can't wait for it, but I, I'm not exactly sure what, what it will be. And let me ask you, how do you stay motivated? I'm the most motivated person I know, and I've been this way my whole entire life. I grew up poor, and I do believe there's a lot of power in growing up poor if you're willing to own it, you know, claim the shame and not hide from it. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's a, a driving force, as well as I have a, an amazing 14-year-old son who, you know, I he means the world to me. And so for me, I want to be able to have the life for him and I that we envision for ourselves, and we are not there yet. You know, so um, I have very specific goals that I'm working towards and yeah. um, my why is very powerful. Yeah, that's my why too. I have a 17 year old son, single mom since I was, he was five and a half months. So that's it. Sometimes you, you need, you don't, you don't want to do it for yourself, but you're, you know, you're going to do it for the, he's the love of my life. So um, three takeaways before I let you go here. Um, in every moment, you're either creating confidence or chipping away at it. So choose wisely. In life, you can either overcome your villains or they will overcome you. Again, it is a choice. And um, be your biggest cheerleader instead of your biggest saboteur, and you will completely change your life. Absolutely. So I have a feeling all these, all the tools to do these things are in your book, correct? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a three-step process. Okay, perfect. So best way is to go to your website, get all of the, the other goodies involved by pre-ordering your book, correct? And again, just tell us that website yes, again. Go to overcomeyourvillains.com and all the information is there. It's awesome. overcomeyourvillains.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for coming on. I've loved having you. I mean, this is just, I, I love this. It's just, it's, you've got such a great message. You've got such great energy and you just proved to everybody, once again, this show is about, how you go from the corporate world or become an entrepreneur or becoming an entrepreneur. I mean, you know, but it, it can be done and you're doing it. And um, thanks again for being on. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Okay. So um, if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do. It's Tina Marks TV. And if you haven't downloaded this podcast, do that as well. Leave me a review that always helps. And we will see you next week on Transparent with Tina.